From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. Our team of interpreting ophthalmologist physicians are also looking for other suspected conditions that are pretty common amongst the diabetic population. Glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, hypertensive retinopathy. There's a number of other things that will that will come back as a suspected condition. So if you if you put all that in one big bucket, we've helped to identify a lot of pathology, not only the diabetic retinopathy, which is which is the core disease state that we're looking at, but a number of other things as well. That's Lewis Morrow talking about the work being done with diabetic patients to help them save their sight. We'll hear more from Lewis in just a moment with more insights on the work that Iris is doing. But first, a word from our sponsors. As a healthcare organization, do you feel like processing your claims is too manual or takes too long? Or ever feel like you're just leaving claim revenue on the table? Zoll AR Boost is a real-time accounts receivable solution suite from Zoll Data Systems that simplifies and expedites your pre-billing process. By delivering accurate, actionable data, to reveal hidden coverage and drive self-pay and high deductible conversions, Zoll AR Boost helps ensure that no payments are left on the table. Visit zolldata.com slash ARBoost for more information. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team with Deputy. No spreadsheets, no hassle when staff want to swap shifts and no last-minute panic when someone calls out sick. Deputy simplifies staff scheduling, automates timesheets, and streamlines team communication, all in one easy-to-use platform. Deputy does it all so that you can focus on the work that matters most. Ready to take Deputy for a test drive? Start your free trial or contact their team at deputy.com. Our guest today is Louis Morrow, Vice President of Sales at IRIS, Intelligent Retinal Imaging Systems. Louis is here today to talk about the breakthroughs IRIS is having with diabetic patients in helping save their eyesight and making changes to their lives. Louis, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, Daniel, my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Great, great. Now, Give us some background here. I've got that you're currently VP of sales and marketing at Iris. So just give us an idea. Who is Iris? What do you guys do? Just so we get a, that base understanding there. Sure. H- happy to do so. So Iris, which stands for Intelligent Retinal Imaging Systems, we've been around for about 10 years now. And our main goal um, it can really be found in our mission statement, which is to end preventable blindness. Um, there's an ophthalmologic condition known as diabetic retinopathy. It is the leading cause of blindness in the U.S. today, N- not only amongst diabetics, but amongst the, in- the general U.S. population. So it is a significant issue, but obviously um, very significant uh, within that diabetic population. And about 10 years ago, uh, we were founded in an attempt to basically kind of turn the existing 
paradigm on its head. Historically, patients were asked, diabetic patients were asked to go to a specialist to receive this exam, an ophthalmologist, an optometrist. And, and while that is certainly still the right thing to do, there are just a lot of barriers in place for that diabetic to go get their eyes checked on an annual basis. That's the recommendation is to get an annual eye exam to serve as sort of a baseline. Um, and think about the past two years, those barriers have only been exacerbated, right? And it's, can you get time off work? Can you get a ride? Can, can you afford to pay the specialist copay? Do you understand enough about the disease state to know the urgency of why you're being asked? And, and despite all of the coaching and direction and, and education from physicians over the years, um, less than half of diabetics actually go to their eye care provider to get this exam. So we were founded, as I said, to kind of turn that upside down. And so instead of asking the patient to go to the test, Mm-hmm. We now bring the test to the patient where that diabetic is, and they can be in a number of places, right? They can be at home, they could be at work, they could be seeing their primary care physician, they could be going to a retail outlet, they could be going to another medical location. So in short, instead of asking the patient to go to the test, we're taking that test to the patient in an attempt to increase access and ultimately identify pathology sooner in an attempt to achieve our mission, which, as I said, is to end preventable blindness. If we can help our health system partners diagnose this disease state sooner, ultimately, we can help in the process of preventing vision loss. And again, remember, it's the leading cause of blindness in the U.S. today. So we're doing our part uh, in an attempt to, to try to stop that progression. Thank you, Lewis. I mean, you did a great job of explaining the company's mission and purpose. Um, What's your day to day like? What when you wake up in the morning? What (laughs) until you, you know, turn off the computer in the evening? What are you up to? What are you doing? Sure, sure. So um, I I've been with Iris now for about six and a half years. Prior to that, spent another 16 or 17 years in the eye care space. So essentially my entire career has been in and around ophthalmology and eye care. So this cause is something that's really near and dear to me. A, a typical day, typical week, no such thing, right? Um, <laughs> it's it, it, In this world, especially now, um, it is everything from um, helping to educate uh, prospective health system clients, uh, prospective users of our software to uh, working on special projects as a as a kind of an entrepreneurial startup environment in a growth phase now, uh, we all wear a lot of hats, uh, whether it's special projects, whether it's you know contributing to the day-to-day operation of the business. In our world, of course, um, we are constantly trying to identify additional pathways that we can accelerate the satisfaction of our mission, which again is to end preventable blindness. So we continually look for additional partners to do that. Um, so me and my team, uh, that's really our number one responsibility is helping to identify future partners that can help us in this journey. Gotcha. So you said that Iris had been around about 10 years or so. Where are you guys headquartered? I mean, give us a little bit of the size and scope of the organization uh, so yeah. we just understand your makeup a little bit better. Of course. 
Uh, we are located and headquartered in Pensacola, Florida. So, oh, I know uh, it well. I know uh, I had a place down in Perdido Key, uh, condo oh, sure. there next door to Pensacola. So I, I love that area. Yeah, great city, great location, uh, you know, great military community with the Naval Air Station right nearby. And I have a personal connection to that. My dad used to be a pilot and was stationed in Pensacola oh, awesome. uh, many, many years ago before Iris even existed. Um, so <laughs> Pensacola is certainly near and dear to my heart, um, which makes me being a part of Iris just that much more special. Uh, our founder is a practicing retina specialist. His practice is based in Pensacola, Florida. And while he's no longer involved in the day-to-day -day operations of IRIS, um, having that local connection there certainly helps. We are an organization of less than 50 people. Um, yet despite that, we have been able to, over that 10-year period, make a significant impact. And I can share some performance numbers and KPIs with you here in a little bit. But right. Um, one of the things in particular that we focus on and track is, a, is an internal measure that we call an iris save, right? And, and in a nutshell, an iris save is an exam that we help our partners to conduct that identifies site level, site threatening level of pathology. And remember, I told you in the beginning, Daniel, historically far less than half of diabetics receive this exam on an annual basis. So most of these diagnoses that we return are presumably people that had no idea that they had this disease state going on. So when we identify that site-threatening level of pathology, that's what we call an iris save. So despite the fact that we are less than 50 employees, to date, we've been able to identify about 130,000 patients with site-threatening pathology. Those are 130,000 saves that we've helped with our partners. So a really immense source of pride for us and our organization. So we're a little bit kind of the little engine that could, right? <laughs> uh, little old Iris and little old Pensacola, Florida, making a huge impact across the diabetic population. That is so cool. I want to put one more shout out to Pensacola there. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, but he had vision problems, very mm. extreme uh, stigmatism, was not able to be a pilot like your dad. It was one of his dreams, but about 10 years ago in Pensacola, I want to make a PSA for anybody who ever gets to Pensacola. You may have the opportunity to see the Blue Angels there. That's what we saw mm -hmm. 10 years ago. It was a peak experience to get to share that with the family and was so cool. So that's so neat uh, that your dad uh, got to experience that and uh, that you've been uh, you know, part of that experience as well. So that's so cool. Yeah, thank you. I've, I've seen the Blue Angel show a handful of times and you're right. It is just, you can't describe it. So no. for listeners, if, if you ever get a chance, whether it's in Pensacola or traveling, they, they travel around yeah. the country, go see the Blue Angels. Absolutely. Sure. So getting back to here, you talked about being able to measure things. Our, our MGMA audience loves to be able to break down that data. So what statistics have you seen? I, you know, either over the pandemic or over these past 10 years, I know you talked about those 130,000 uh, patients where you had an experience to get in there and help them, but what are some of the other things, some other KPIs or statistics that you're measuring or your company's measuring that you could share with us? Yeah, so we can look at that on really two different levels. One, let's look at the population, right? Let's look at the the population of diabetics across the U.S., which is significant and growing, unfortunately. 
Um, there was some data that was published in, in JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association, during the pandemic, which stated that uh, there was a 21% reduction in primary care visits. And, and we can certainly understand why, right? And the mm-hmm. impact that the pandemic has had. But a big portion of that is uh, the shift to that telemedicine or virtual care, which serves a great purpose for sure. Um, unfortunately, this is an exam that cannot yet, the technology will get there eventually, but it cannot yet be conducted virtually. So if you think of that population of diabetics across the U.S. who during the past two years, their visits to their physicians have declined, that's just exacerbated the problem of lack of uh, access and lack of diagnosis. In fact, pre-pandemic, the American Diabetes Association did a a meta-analysis of a number of different publications, and they concluded while I mentioned less than half of diabetics, Daniel, actually get this exam, the, the ADA concluded that it was actually more like about 15 or 20 percent of diabetics who, who get this exam. So think of 75, 80, 85 percent of this population that is growing are not receiving this annual exam. So think of all the pathology that we're missing. Think of all the site-threatening disease that we could have prevented, except we're missing that chance. Um, So those are some pretty significant impacts from a measure standpoint. Internally, we do track saves, which I mentioned to to you earlier. The save of about 130,000 is a a subset of the total number of exams that we've helped to conduct in our history. We're at about 100, uh, excuse me, 850,000 total exams that we've helped conduct. So we're approaching a million exams and we'll hit that milestone probably sometime in 2022. Um, so that'll be a significant milestone. Think of that. Those are almost a million diabetics who, again, presumably did not have access or were non-compliant to this exam. So when we look at that total population, we also notice about a 30% incidence of pathology that we find. Now, we're looking for the disease state I mentioned to you called diabetic retinopathy. We're actually cleared by the FDA to diagnose that. So that's part of our FDA clearance. But our team of interpreting ophthalmologists, physicians are also looking for other suspected conditions that are pretty common amongst that diabetic population. Glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, hypertensive retinopathy. There's a number of other things that will, that will come back as a suspected condition. So if you, if you put all that in one big bucket, we've helped to identify a lot of pathology, not only the diabetic retinopathy, which is, which is the core disease state that we're looking at, but a number of other things as well too, out of that total pool of about 850,000 exams that we've conducted. The other main KPI or metric that we look at internally is our success rate. Okay. okay? Um, success rate means, um, the number of images or exams that are able to be interpreted remotely, and we'll explain that in a minute, mm-hmm. um, the number of those exams that are able to be interpreted remotely by our grading physicians, the ophthalmologists and retina specialists that are reviewing these images. And that rate hovers in the low to mid 90s, 93, 94%. That's significant because 
the last thing anybody wants, a, a healthcare provider, us, and certainly the diabetic themselves, is to have access to this exam, but yet have an inconclusive result, right? So we, we want to maximize that success rate. And again, historically, we're at about 93, 94% of that 850,000 total are deemed to be successfully interpretable exams. Okay. So walk us through the process then that you've talked about the 850,000 exams you've had. The, what's the technology? What's the process? I mean, let us have a better understanding of, you know, I wish we could visualize it because you sent me over this awesome infographic that that did capture it and i wish we could share that on the podcast here but give us a a word you know a story uh so you can walk us through that as well sure. yeah happy to do that daniel so it's really a very simple process we break it down into five steps as we are explaining this um the first step which occurs again in a typically a non-eye care environment think of primary care practice uh, employee health location, a retail center in that diabetic patient's home. Think of really any non-eye care environment, because remember, we're turning this thing upside down versus the historical way. So we're going to capture an image of the patient's retina, the back of their eye, in any of those environments. And that requires a piece of equipment, a, a piece of technology that's known as a fundus camera. Uh, fundus is a medical term for back of the eye, the retina. Okay, so we're going to take pictures of the back of the eye, and then once we successfully capture those images, and usually the, the camera operator is someone from our partner organization. So if it's a primary care practice, it's usually an MA or a tech. There's no special certification or, or training required to capture these images. Those images then are uploaded to our cloud-based platform, and, and at that point, when they hit our platform, those images go through a series of proprietary algorithm-based software enhancements that take those original, in it, original images and improve the, let's call it readability, improve the ability for our uh, interpreting physicians to indeed evaluate because it's a much more clear and crisp image. And that's, again, made possible through those um, algorithm-based proprietary software that's applied to those images. Then those images then are indeed uh, interpreted by a team of board licensed, board eligible ophthalmologists and retina specialists located in the Iris Reading Center. Now, mm -hmm. that's not a brick and mortar building. This is a virtual reading center and those interpreting physicians are located across the country. We have physicians with licensure in all 50 states. So through that virtual network of interpreting physicians, they access those original images and using our portal and the platform that Iris has developed are providing a diagnostic review of those images. Uh, I mentioned earlier our FDA clearance. We are FDA cleared mm -hmm. to diagnose all levels of diabetic retinopathy from mild to proliferative. We are also FDA cleared to diagnose all levels of macular edema from mild to severe, right? So those are what the interpreting physicians are looking for, those disease state. However, in addition to that, as I mentioned a second ago, there's a host of other suspected conditions that they are also looking for and will notate on the final report, which is then the next step. And that is a, a final report is automatically compiled by our platform. 
it's, it's a concise one page PDF that has everything from the diagnoses and the findings to just as importantly, the recommended next steps, the care plan associated with that diagnosis. Because if it stopped at the identification, well, then we haven't helped to end vision loss. We are then going to recommend based on some consultation with our partner, what that next step is going to be. And it's dependent on the level of severity of what's diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So it could be on one end, all clear, return for a re-examination in, in 12 months, to the ex other extreme is an urgent finding that requires an urgent referral to a retina specialist in 48 hours, right? That's the level of um, severity that could be found. And remember, most of these patients are historically haven't had this exam. So talk about uh, an eye-opening, pardon the pun, an eye-opening experience to receive an, an urgent result like that that says, hey, you got to go see your eye doctor in the next couple of days, or this could be really bad, yeah. right? So we're going to return that result. Uh, the final piece of that is the ability that we have to integrate that entire process into an existing client's EMR or EHR system. I'll share a case study with you here later okay. where um, we've been able to do that with a large health system IDM partner that's using Epic, which many folks do, of course. Okay. So with that bi-directional interface into Epic, uh, the, the exam is ordered in Epic and the results come back into Epic in discrete structured data format. Okay. Well, you mentioned a, a case study that you guys have. I would love to hear that. You've given us a lot of data and the process, but in reality, in the real world, what does it look like if you've got sure. one you can share with us? Yeah, I, I'm happy to. And, and this is one uh, a partner that we are particularly uh, proud to be associated with, and it's Prisma Health System located okay. in South Carolina. Uh, Prisma's, Prisma is the largest health system there um, in the state of South Carolina. They serve a population of over a million patients across the state. Um, they are a, a, a byproduct of a series of mergers. It used to be known as Greenville Health System and a number of mm -hmm. and Palmetto Health, and, and now they are one big happy family known as Prisma. We've been working with Prisma for going on four years now. Um, and in the beginning, Prisma recognized that they had some challenges. No different from most other health systems in the state. They suffered from the same challenges and barriers that I explained earlier. Their patients, despite all of their best efforts, those diabetic patients were not going to see their eye doctors like they should. Um, and as a result, not only did they have uncontrolled or misdiagnosed ocular pathology amongst that diabetic population. But we also know that in this era of value-based care, there are certain initiatives out there as it relates to quality. This diabetic eye exam is almost universally the most challenging care gap for those value-based care partners to, to satisfy. So they had a real HEDIS challenge as well when it came to satisfying those um, those HEDIS requirements. So we partnered with them about four years ago and in sort of a stepwise progression started with a small footprint. And then over that time have, have grown that partnership to, to now Iris is deployed in about 40 of those primary care locations across the state. So let me share with you some, some results here. Mm -hmm. 
Daniel. So um, we've identified or diagnosed 1,100 patients with diabetic retinopathy, okay? But in addition to that, there's been about another 400 patients with the other suspected conditions, right? So a total of 1,500 of those 11,000 exams have come back with some type of referable ocular pathology. Mm -hmm. um, furthermore, we know that um, in this day and age, a number of those large health systems are involved in risk-based contracts and, and shared upside downside risk contracts. Prisma is one of those systems that certainly participates in those. Um, and of those 11,000 exams, 1,300 of them have resulted in some sort of risk adjustable diagnosis, which means to Prisma, they can document a higher level of complication amongst that diabetic population and ultimately adjust that per member per month payment that they're getting because we've helped them document that their diabetic patient has an, uh, an elevated condition uh, or an ocular complication here, okay? Um, and then finally, I talked about success rate uh, a few minutes ago. The Prisma overall success rate since their inception as a partner is about 94%, which is right in line with um, what I mentioned to you earlier. Prisma happens to be using um, what we call a handheld device. So think of something, the, the shape of a hairdryer. Wow. And that is what's used to conduct these exams. And even in, in using that type of device, they've still been able to achieve a very high success rate of about 94%. That is in large part due to that image enhancement technology that I shared with you earlier that helps to improve the success rate um, of those images. So we're really proud of the results that we've helped to generate. Um, and we continue to have ongoing conversations with our partners at Prisma about how we can reach an even greater portion of their diabetic population across the state. Okay. Well, before we sign off then, are there any final thoughts you want to share with us about Iris or about the success you guys are having, uh, either partnering with health systems or just some best next steps that uh, practices and health systems can be taking? Sure. Uh, happy to do so. I, I would say, Daniel, that our probably the most significant best practice that we can share is um, while this exam is vitally important to that diabetic population across the U.S., there's really more to it than just buying a camera, right? And a lot of people want to focus on the hardware element of this uh, solution or this process. And, and don't get me wrong, that's certainly important, but there's more to this than just buying a camera and sending it to a patient home or putting it in a primary care clinic or putting it in a lab. There's more to it than that. There's certainly training, there's ongoing analytics, there is ongoing support. If all you did was buy a camera, even the small handheld cameras and put that in a primary care practice, it would end up in a closet in a couple of months because of a lack of utilization, lack of best practices, lack of ongoing support. And that's really what one of our core strengths is. And that is that ongoing relationship that we have with our partners. We see it as, as just that, a partnership and not a transaction. Um, and unfortunately, we've talked to, to health systems that went down that other road and thought, oh, innocently enough, 
all we got to do is just buy some cameras and problem solved. Well, then they call us and they say, hey, we bought all these cameras, but yet we still can't figure this out. So we can help and step in and, and coach them through the rest of that process. So that's for us, that's the most significant best practice recommendation is it takes more than just a camera to do this successfully. Cameras are important. And thankfully, the technology is advanced to where you can do this with a piece of hardware that looks like a hairdryer, right? That's a good thing. Uh, but there's more to it than that. And uh, we're happy to help. All right. Well, Lewis, it's been great catching up with you, learning more about Iris and what you guys do. So thanks so much for joining us today. Daniel, always a pleasure. Appreciate your interest in what we're trying to do. And uh, if we can help reach a few more diabetics and help them preserve their eyesight, then we've accomplished our goal. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Lewis Morrow, Vice President of Sales at IRIS. To learn more about the work his team is doing or to schedule a demo, go to retinalscreenings.com. Also, thanks to Deputy and to Zoll for sponsoring this week's show. As a healthcare organization, do you feel like processing your claims is too manual or takes too long? or ever feel like you're just leaving claim revenue on the table. Zoll AR Boost is a real-time accounts receivable solution suite from Zoll Data Systems that simplifies and expedites your pre-billing process. Go to zolldata.com slash ARBoost for more information. And Deputy simplifies staff scheduling, automates timesheets, and streamlines team communication all in one easy to use platform. Deputy does it all so that you can focus on the work that matters most. Ready to take Deputy for a test drive? Start your free trial or contact their team at deputy.com. Also, if you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation, email us at podcasts at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.